Jones now. Capital 263. What's happening, good people? You're listening to my two cents. It's your boy, Elliot Twist. And unfortunately, my co-host with the most could not make it today, but special shout out to her. Yeah, she's steady on the grind. And us, we've got a very, very special guest. I think every guest is is special. Uh, this is the man who's behind the Zen Blog Awards, uh, the Social Media Awards, and he had a hand in the Fringe Festival that just passed, and a whole lot of other stuff. So we're gonna find out more about what's what with my man right here. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you good night. Don't la na. Thanks for having me, man. Yo, man, what's up? What's good? What's good? How you doing? I'm all good, man. Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. I'm good. To the moment your dispensation. Yeah, child, you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, um. You know, it's been uh, it's been an interesting week. Um, I, I managed to attend the Zim Dance Hall Summit yeah. yesterday. Oh yeah, that would be yesterday. But then, if you guys are hearing this, that would that would be like a week, a week ago. That was like a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few days ago. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was there, and um, it was dope. It was dope. Um, I got to check out the panel. I've, unfortunately, I got sugar bubble and I didn't stay there for too long. But I did manage to catch some very valid points, like uh, from people like Anana, Sniper, Nana, Ricky, Ricky Fire, and all those, you know, the legends and stuff mm. from the movement. You know, they were just dropping gems of wisdom and explaining how Zim Danso started. But my. The panel for me, I felt all the panelists, even I, I, I kept connected to the event online and yeah. I felt like the panel was really solid and they were dropping gems of wisdom. And then unfortunately, I didn't see a lot of artists there. And Zim Danso has been doing so well, in my opinion. Mm. It's, it's, they, they're the guys who've managed to just make music that's moved from ghetto, middle class, top class whatever it is they've just the music has just cut cut across the board yeah true and it's got that appeal but then certain things need to be put in place in order for it to make cents and dollars mm. <laughs> i don't know what do you think about the summit i think it's a it's a, it's a really good initiative to to have people in a in any industry um come yeah. together and um put minds together to, to think on how better to to make that industry more viable and more sustainable. I mean, Zim Dancehall has been the predominant genre in, in Zim music for That's true. a few years now. That's true. Uh, but I think it's noticeable to everybody that they're on the decline. Yeah. Um, so I think that's... It's, it's like they're running out of creative juices now. You know, uh, and maybe audiences are somewhat disconnecting to the genre itself or the content of the genre. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also raising alarm bells for the people who rely on Zim Dancehall for their their livelihoods. Yeah. Because if the genre is dying and that's your your stock and trade, mm -hmm. then where does that leave you? So I think it's it's it, essential. It's it's like an intervention uh, of 
from you know stakeholders within within the that genre to say okay uh we're not as as prevalent and as robust as we used to be yeah uh, we're on the downward decline what can we do to 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 stop that downward trend and get it back to where it was and the trajectory of you know going forward and even exceeding the borders of Zimbabwe um i think the reality of zim dancehall it's a conversation we're having earlier is how it was especially when it started um going on to now because if you if you if you track where it started zim dancehall is that one genre that established itself without mass uh, adoption yeah they weren't being played on radio they had yeah. to create their own models of distribution so you found the bin lues the icemans were the people who pushed the genre and then the combis the fact that it was being it it went direct to to audience this exactly you Without, know that that was that was genius exactly you know they they didn't have to wait for formal channels to to get word out on their music it just you so ngangu duna naso do say kuti mangwana ah chinege changu zara kwesi exactly so it 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 was like a, a an underground movement that forced the mainstream to adopt it yeah that's um, true as the years progressed and as you know as more music was churned out yeah um what made it such a force was the fact that it was ghetto stories being told by the ghetto exactly. and representatives from the ghetto for us by us yeah. and <laughs> shout out to the old school <laughs> yeah man yeah, yeah man yeah, yeah. so i think i think you know that was the, the core and the essence of its appeal was that the people it it the target market it, it sought to to connect to felt that their stories were being represented by people yeah. who understood yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. 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 um yeah. now we've come to a point where you know zim dancehall has saturated the market so now it needs a little bit more uh the quality of sound for starters the quality of music uh well, like i was saying earlier that it yeah. wasn't an export product you know i was listening to and think dikilati um there are two songs that he dropped right i mean they're off the, his latest album two different songs but they sound exactly the same like the rhythm is the same the beat is the same the intro- instrument everything is just the same it's just a different lyric yeah but it's this it's yeah it's the same thing exactly and you know it's monotony to the ears it, it is so besides the it fact is. that the sound is now it sounding is. similar you know that is a problem over the years we've been listening to the same sound but yeah. the quality of the sound so you'll find for export if we're talking about zim dancehall going beyond our borders yeah. and becoming an an export ah. product um what what you really want to for example you have people out out talk to um uh certain uh people in SA involved in the music industry and would send them some music uh that's being played on local radio yeah we want trying to get it played in south africa and they yeah. would say look this is demo quality <laughs> it's being played on our radio stations it's oh. a hit or it's it's got widespread oh, airplay but for them it's demo quality and they're not going to play it now you see here's another problem the producers producers who dance all didn't come to the summit as well they boycotted the summit now given what you're telling me right now in the conversations that were had yesterday oof, i feel like some gems were really missed and they could have done a lot to benefit their movement yeah cuz unfortunately hey pane pane nonzi ego over progress 
and we do that all the time it's, and it's a shame a, it's a hindrance to yourself it is yeah i mean when when such things happen no matter what your status or level in the game is beginner intermediate or if you consider yourself a guru you know it's always good to come and meet minds with other people learn there's always something to learn from anybody yeah, there's everybody. always there's always and, something to learn yeah and contribute your true sense okay this is how i see it as a guru in the game as an intermediate yeah. in the game or as a yeah. beginner in the game and see how other people respond to it and what their input is because you always come out richer with with input from other people so exactly. i think not attending is is shooting yourself on the foot definitely definitely yeah. so drake dropped his new album today yeah scorpion i have not listened to it but uh i'm a drake fan man like partly in fact no not partly i'm a i'm a hardcore drake fan but uh, hey zaka zwitwa na pusha tea manji ah my guy that was brutal i didn't i didn't think you would come back from that So I'm yet to listen to the album. I don't know. Um have you managed to to listen to the album yet? I haven't yet uh, unfortunately, haven't. but my my timeline today was blowing up. Yo, my when... timeline was filled with scorpions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It felt like like Drake is one of one of our own, but then I saw good yo, people got mad love. Yeah. For Drake like they got mad. Yo, this dude got beat down in a battle and they're still coming out and that and their millions like yo. This is our guy. Listen, I'll be honest. Let's even <laughs> if even if we go back to the beef, I, I'll yeah. be honest. I like I like Push. You know, he's one of the the hardcore traditional hey, hip hop hey. head. Push Push is is he's, he's a lyricist. Yeah, but <laughs> he's I, a lyricist. I'll be I'll be honest. That that battle for me, people will say Drake lost. Yeah, but Drake had the better this song. Dumpy? L- lyrically, Dumpy. Yeah. Because Pusha T, right. what 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 killed it for people was the content. Because he went, Drake, Drake <laughs> released a song that was it was a lyrical jab jab. Pusha T just what the, the sledgehammer. Pusha, and, Pusha went personal. <laughs> Pusha went personal. <laughs> Pusha, Pusha started talking about things that got nothing to do with him. <laughs> I mean, you were like, what? What? The, what? Drake started what? With who? <laughs> <laughs> Push it to the next level of data on some oh on some uh, on some uh, on some on some savage on some savage tip. Yeah, it's like you know, playground fight, you think you're slapping each other, the next thing someone pulls out a knife and you're like, No, this wasn't a knife, this was a, a gun. gun. <laughs> Bazooka even. Yo, shot him right in the head. Anyway, I'm I'm yet to go through that album and just to get a feel. Uh, of what it's like. I I'm sincere, I I sincerely hope that Drake came through because a lot of people were watching and a lot of people have already you know crowned him a legend, you know. They say, "Oh, he's a legend." You know, they were calling him a legend before the album had already dropped like minutes just before after Angotara and Ngorilisa Shamara passed pantu bunya deep into the tracks they were already calling him a legend. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting just to Dig yeah, into that. Although well, someone just came through right now to the studio and they were like, "That album is crap." So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But it's a double LP, so it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, look forward to listening to it. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Kudzi, the conversation is switching, switching, shifting. In fact, onto you. Um, cool. So you are behind the Zimbabwe Blog Awards. Yeah. Correct. Mm. 
What is the main? Well, in fact, could you tell me a bit about what they're about? Okay. Uh, what is what is the main purpose? Um, yeah. So the, Zim the, the Zimblog Awards were, or oh, it's an initiative to recognize and reward, you know, uh, the best and the brightest in our blogosphere. Uh, yeah. content creators generally so we focus primarily on you know bloggers vloggers podcasters photographers um and more more focused on the platforms that they own yeah um primarily uh and how they've been able to establish them and, and create content that connects with audiences um yeah. the idea behind that was there's for the longest time people have been blogging releasing content but um from a brand perspective you know if there's been a neglect in recognizing and and collaborating with our bloggers even though they do command audiences uh, and they yeah. do have people who love their content and really really connect with it so yeah. the idea was to shine the light on the best and the brightest within that space and showcase that we do have a vibrant healthy um blogger vlogger podcaster photographer space right. and this is the these are the creators that are in it and this is the content that's within it and right. uh according to the process that we set up these are the people who are who are the cream of the crop so we wanted to uh, to to bring that that attention to that to that space so uh brands uh and potential collaborators um are aware that you know there's value to be added from 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 that industry. All right, do you think you managed to get that message across with the first the first event? I think by and large we did. Um and, and okay, did you manage to get that message across to to the corporates? Like do you think you managed to grab the attention? We did. I mean from um from a from a purely partnership perspective because this was uh, the first of its kind we had Zoll come on board as one of the the headline sponsors yeah. and that's uh, I thought that was awesome yeah that's a pre yeah. that's a premier brand in Zim yeah. tell one was interested um we had um uh fine and country as one of our sponsors as well because if you think about it um all those institutions you just mentioned Zoll tell one these are the the data owners yeah you know and we content creators are the reason why people would buy data exactly you know so it makes sense it makes sense it uh makes sense. Telesol, uh was also one of the category sponsors so uh, by and large but for for a first time initiative the fact that those kind of players came to the table was for us you know uh, a thumbs up and a recognition that you know there's something about that space that they recognize um can be valuable to them and also considering the fact from an audience perspective that yeah. the voting that happened uh from the public we had over 60,000 votes coming in. your website crashed at some point right yeah i remember looking that up and you yeah. guys apologize you're saying yeah we, we apologize we we're sorting out our website something something's up we had, so your website crashed it crashed i mean we had our bandwidth was um for the for the package one it was the highest level of bandwidth you could get but it still crashed so our our host had to create a new oh. bandwidth package just for us wow because of the amount of traffic we were getting and i mean that that for it it speaks volumes for itself that you know the audiences came out to support the bloggers yeah. and content creators that they you know they felt should should be rewarded uh, and that shows how engaged people are with the content that these content creators are right. creating i'll yeah. be honest you know um so I'm, I'm just going to put this out there the, the juice was actually nominated in the entertainment category so yeah. I thought that was cool yeah. <laughs> I yeah. thought that was cool um, so I remember posting 
excuse me, seeing pic- pictures that, that were posted online about the event. Yeah. Uh, you guys got bashed for the decor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing um, Mama Ken Makrit. Yeah. Like so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who was behind the decor and how did you handle the crowd's reaction? <laughs> like, what, what do you, in fact, what are some of the lessons you felt came from that? Look, I, 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 I don't, I don't feel any type of way about that. It, it, it's, things like that are, it depends on your taste. I was pretty happy with it because, yeah. look, we were, it was a first time event uh, we weren't really out to, to try and make money from it so even the sponsorship packages that you know were offered were uh, were pretty affordable to put it lightly you know so the event itself was uh, it happened and it, in, in large part thanks to the partners that we had uh, and for one Moto Republic hosted us for free wow that's and, amazing and uh, Lock Nation and her team were such a vital resource in working with the minimal resources that we had to yeah. to make you know the awards presentable yeah. and you know for people to be accommodated and i think i think by and large you know the essence of it was the essence of it was great so people can can comment uh, and have you know their opinions about the decor but you know we were trying to be creative we were trying to to have a difference uh, not be your typical kind of awards yeah. uh within you know like i'm saying the budget that we had and i think by and large we had a successful event people came people ate you know our sponsors were happy so i think i think by and large you know we had a pretty successful event and the the most important um objective or marker for us to 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 vet whether or not the event was successful was did we garner the attention for our um our industry that like we sought to do in the beginning yeah. and i'll tell you uh one of one of the winners of the the blog awards um is a good friend of mine now i didn't yeah. know her before uh the the, the owner of tingu.com she's a travel blogger and she won best travel blog Excellent. and she has been getting uh work as a result as a result of being the best blogger in the travel category through the awards wow. she's now partnering with with you know national parks and wildlife with zta that is so dope. that for us is testament to the success of the event because that that's exactly dope. what the point was that, that we want to shine light on the content creators and for brands to see the value in them so job right. done for us yeah. obviously there's for a first time event there's obviously things that we can improve on and we're working to improve and you know what i've come to learn is there's no such thing as a perfect first event. Yeah. They're all just it's 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 all just lessons. Yeah. Lessons for the next for the next thing. So yeah. I don't know, you can either choose to catch feelings or learn. Exactly. Usually, winners learn. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're we're happy with with how it went and like the lessons are, the lessons were taken board. People had some issues with the voting platform, how the votes were structured. Um, are, are you gonna do that differently this time around with the voting? Um, yeah, like how were people voting in, in the first instance? Um, so we had. Uh, the The way it was structured was the voting was not for the final winner. The voting was to narrow down the finalists. Oh, so we took, so who decided uh, who the winners were? So we had a panel of judges that took the top four 
according to the public vote and then determined it determined the winner on a set of criteria that had been that had been laid out okay yeah. okay but then that seems that seems fair to me yeah that seems fair to me would you change that well i mean we were trying to we didn't want it to be a publicity uh contest because there's a lot more to content creation that than just how popular you are exactly. you know how marketable exactly. is Quality. your content Quality. how yes Quality. how good is your website Quality. exactly so we try to we try to then have the quality technical aspects handled by people in the know and our panel of judges reflected that we had faith from VMCZ you know handling content yeah. we had Mike Tashaya looking at marketing we had Zenzele and Debele from from site right. uh, who's a seasoned media pers- personality yeah. looking at um, um, also content uh, the usability of the content we had the wordpress uh, Charles Mzonzini from word um, wordpress Harare um, looking oh. We're looking at the usability of the, the actual blog or platform that somebody uses, how yeah. how easy is it to use for yeah. how customer or user friendly is it? Is so it? Yeah. we really try to narrow down on the technicality. So people, we had Simukai, uh, who looked at the analytics of each platform. So from the anal- uh, from the, the the pure numbers perspective, which platform is doing is doing well. So all those factors contributed to. Uh, all those factors contributed to who actually became the eventual winner. All right. Yo, I like this. I like this. Yeah. Y'all really thought about this. <laughs> so now you guys are taking it up, uh, stepping it up a notch. Uh, you've got the, is it the Social Media Awards? Yeah. All right. Now that's different. Yeah. Um. Now when I heard that, I felt, I was like, ah, come on, guys. <laughs> What are we doing here? Are we awarding people now who are getting likes and retweets? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> I understand now. It can it can seem that uh, way. I, I, I think my, my, my biggest fear is will we not then have a situation where people are going above and beyond for likes? Does it... Can, it, can we have a situation like that? Papa Facebook Live. But anyway, you guys came up with this. So I'm pretty sure you there was a reason as to why you decided to go that route. Can you tell me a bit about yeah. the social media awards? So <laughs> this is so funny. So there's a guy in the studio right now who's trying to open a pack of the chips quietly. <laughs> <laughs> and we're trying to re- <laughs> And we're trying to record. That's like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> all right, man. All right, all right. But it's all good. <laughs> Just wait for the crunch, though. The crunch. I wonder how you're going to silence the crunch. Okay, fam. So, so tell me a bit about the social media awards. Yeah. So like I was saying, um, the social media awards, for us, it's it's the, um, the Zimblog Awards was like the first, the first part. Um, but it's not the complete picture of our influencer space because essentially what we as tribe of influencers represent is influencers across tribe the board of, of influencers. influencers yes so right. we want to map the full influencer space in zim so the zim blog awards were focusing on more on people's um proprietary platforms so your blog 
your vlog uh this you know your podcast yeah uh, or where wh- whatever platform hosts your your images or where you showcase them as a photographer yeah right but these social media words are now focusing strictly on the social media aspect so in the social media space who are the influencers there who are the ones connecting with audiences in that space who are the ones doing social media the right way uh, not only to recognize them but also uh, like earlier on we're talking about standards in an industry to set the marker in the same way that the blogging the blogger would set the marker for these are the best and the brightest according to this process that are doing it in this space all right same thing for social media um according to the set criteria that's the these are the ones that are doing it the right way or doing it in the best way in the way that connects with audiences and we want to also shine the light on that sphere so also brands, basically you're looking at this from a positive perspective where maybe you're going to be talking you're going to be focusing on individuals who are bringing maybe a positive impact within their community via or just online positive impact online is that is that fair to say yeah yeah so it's 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 across because we've got like uh, 25 categories oh, of, right. of what what you know of social media yeah. uh influences that we're looking at um from this facebook uh you know across the platforms facebook instagram uh twitter yeah snapchat yeah best whatsapp group really uh, yeah <laughs> you guys are looking for the best whatsapp group best how, WhatsApp how group. are you gonna get like the deeds on that like Again, again, it's what's what? How you? How do you measure the best WhatsApp group? How do you do that? So you nominate. <laughs> the nominees are going to alert us to what they feel, because right now the nomination process is open to right. the public, and the public is nominating. Because I'm in a lot of groups, man. Yeah. So you feel people post their own cards and stuff. So you feel what? Stuff Look, this is the this is the group. <laughs> <laughs> this is the group. You know, I get the most value from. Um, And then so it's like with any category people are nominating uh, who they feel best deserves it. Right. Um, so you guys got 25 categories? Got 25 categories. Do you not feel like that's a lot? We're trying to be as comprehensive as possible to to like we said the, the objective is to map out the influencer space as holistically as we can across the Zimbabwean social media space. So we 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 try to be thorough about the kind of um okay what the influences were trying to glean from that. So with this process we've kind of flipped it around in that the judges uh won't be the final arbiter of the, the the winners. What's going to happen is after the nomination process the judges are going to then narrow down the finalists from the nominees that have been uh submitted. Uh, one of the criteria uh, we we included was uh for you to be considered a, a a viable nominee you have to have a minimum of 5000 followers across all your social media platforms that's a bare minimum threshold so if you're going to qualify to be nominated for the best uh twimbo for example yeah. then across all the platforms you should have a minimum of 5000 followers we're trying to set I'm a- sure that's going to narrow everything yeah down I mean if 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 we're we want to give a true measure of of influence then you know I know there's a big debate going on right now about you know reach and followers aren't as important but they do play And you know how people buy followers right? Yeah, we do. So do you guys have something that's going to guard against the fakes? Well, it's like I said it's it's a minimum threshold to say look uh, for for any given I mean if you if you're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook um a minimum of 5000 uh, 
to be considered a, an influencer of, of of some sort micro or macro should you know omega uh, should be attainable for you we're not saying have 5000 on twitter we're saying have 5000 across the board and i think that's a, that's a minimum standard um and then our judges will, will will deliberate across you know online impact uh your your social media presence Mm. Um, and then we'll delve into the popularity contest where after the judges have narrowed down the nominees, then the, 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 the public will vote for who they think should win. Uh, can I can ask you possibly a silly question. <laughs> but what do you think, what, what, what would be the end? I can see the end game with the blog awards. What do you think is the end game with the social media awards? Um, uh, the end game is for us to, to, to figure out uh, who is the influencer of note in a certain platform or who are the influencers so it's not really uh, the winner obviously is that's that's a key that's a key finding for us but it's more also uh because the nomination process is, is wholly public we don't nominate we open up to the public to nominate also oh, they nominate their people right so that's a vote of confidence from the public if the public nominates you or your platform or your your, your social media account you know then somebody's gaining some sort of value from that and it, it probably means that's a, that's an account that they they frequently visit and right. you know respect trust like right. and for us that's a marker not only to ourselves but to brands that look these are people that other people feel Ah, you just said the magic word. Yeah, Brands. have value. <laughs> in, in, it, it, it will go back to even what we're saying about the Zim Dancehall Summit. The two key um, criteria for any industry are viability and sustainability. And at present, our content creation influencer space is not viable. Right. People are finding it difficult to, to, to make money from being a blogger. Uh, or being a social media influencer or personality because there isn't a standard set and nobody really understands the space and who's doing what and what considers what qualifies them to to, to call themselves an influencer and this process is really meant to to remedy that what makes you an influencer look i'm a social media award nominee I'm a social media award winner. And there was a process and a thorough process behind that. And right. now that space has some sort of definition and some sort of standard set because we're trying to create a viable and sustainable influencer space for all our content creators. Oh, all right. Yeah. I see. I see. I see. I see. All right. I, I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. All right, fam. So, um, you had a hand in uh, the just ended Fringe Festival, right? Yeah. Um, can you tell me a bit about why it came about or how it was born? Or is it true that it was born as a result of people being pissed with Haifa? <laughs> <laughs> like all the black peeps were like, Haifa, I want to jet it. This is the I was just but I mean, that's, that's the rumor. Or you know the the grapevine kind of sentiment, but really what the fringe came out of was a group of people came together and wanted to create um, a space. Um, I mean, we talked about the for us by us. Fubu, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout old out fat. to the old school. <laughs> <laughs> old so essentially, the, it's the same thinking that went into the fringe in in, in terms of um, it's it was an artist uh, led initiative so artists came together and they said look we want to have our own space our own thing and create a platform for ourselves where we can showcase our our talents and be rewarded in a way you know that is, seems more favorable to us 
uh, oh, as opposed to what Haifa was 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 yeah was we, giving them. I guess people have had <laughs> grievances, whether it's Haifa or with other promoters or experiences in the past. You know, so artists took it upon themselves to create their own space, and I think that's that's a noble thing. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll be honest. When I heard that the fringe was being created, I was very happy, yeah. and at the same time, I felt like it came in too late. Yeah. The fringe should have come up years ago, before the the whole the the scandals began. I just feel like the fringe should have come up years ago. Yeah. We should have just had that platform existing already. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm just glad it's there. I think also, you know, we we will work on a better late than never mantra. So, the fact that it started uh, when it did, I feel like right now. Uh, the creative space is going through a, a period of introspection. Um, recently, I was part of a creative think uh, think tank that was held at um, uh, Theatre in the at Park, Theater in the park yeah. where you know uh, people in the industry across across the the whole creative sector, be it theatre, yep. music, dance, um, whatever the case might be, uh, people came together and were really assessing how how again to have a more viable and sustainable. Uh, art sector, creative sector. Um, also, recently there have been uh, overtures to create a, um, a chamber of creative arts, um, which has uh, had a stillbirth of sorts and it's still kind of being uh, polished. And the creative think tank is, is 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 trying to feed into that as well. But all these um, uh, moves that are being made within that arts and culture creative space are. are you know, they, they touch also on, on why the fringe came up at this time, even though it was long overdue. In yeah. that right now, there's a re, there's really a mindset within the art sector that something's missing and something's not right. right. And how do we fix it for ourselves? Right. And this is this these are all the moves that, you know, the participants and the, the players and the stakeholders in the industry are trying to make to create a more viable and sustainable industry for themselves. Right, mm. right, right. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. That's so how how was it last year? Did people come through? Did people support? What was what was the vibe like that you got from the public? It was good. People people appreciated it. I mean, I'll be honest, it could have been better. Uh, I think also because it's first it's it's the first one. It's the first one and the timelines um maybe did not allow as many of our potential audience to find out about it. Um, but like I said, getting started is the, always the most important thing. And we did, yeah, have, exactly. we did have people come out to support. Um, uh, we had Operation Restored Legacy as one of the, the fringe, as part of the fringe, the attendance there was That was good. great. That um, was great. You know, we had big uh, concerts with uh, Bob Nyabinde, with Mbeu, with uh, Pauline. Yeah. Um, you know, we had dance. Yeah. Uh, we had Chipao, so it, 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 we had you know we had other theater productions that 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 showcased. There, Jason Pepo came and did his one man uh, his one man play. Um, uh, Tendai Guja did dance. Uh, so uh, we had we also had Arterial Network during their talk. So from yeah. a program perspective, there was it was robust and it touched on all the the silos of 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 the art sector and I think that's a, that's a positive thing All and right. it can only grow from strength to strength from here on. So it wasn't a black or white issue really it was just an arts. 
it was more of an arts thing. And I think, you know, yeah, pe- sure. people try to, to, to pit it against Heifer to say, uh, because it was all at the same time as Heifer, it's a competitor. There's no competition in the arts. You know, it's an option for audiences in the same way that they have how many, ever many clubs in, our, in, in any given city yeah. and each one is open on, on the same night. It yeah. doesn't mean if Pablo's is open, yeah. then people shouldn't go to Centurion. It's yeah. options. If you want a more chill vibe... <laughs> you know yeah. and Tiperani is something for the audience that they serve or the patrons that they're looking to serve in the yeah. same way that Pablo's has theirs in the same way yeah. that Maestro or Vitro or you know or Joe one party state mentality we just believe we can't have multiple um um, multiple projects running within the same space that are somewhat identical but different at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I f- I feel the same way. Like you know, we we d- look. It was it was just giving audiences another option. So look, if you wanna g- go see Takura tonight and you feel like uh, Takura at Haifa or Lira at Haifa is your thing, you go do that. But if you like, you wanna come watch Jason Pepper's one man theater show. Yeah, you come do that. It was yeah. just options. Yeah. So it's not it's not a competition because at the end of the day, it's the art sector giving platforms to artists to express and monetize their work. So yeah. it's all good with me. Right. Mm. But how did you feel about Haifa paying that person, Maria Pizza, for their thing? How did you feel about that? <laughs> I mean, their justification for it was the. Think I dollars get a twenty-four. I'm not sure. Twenty-four. Get to my sins. But you know, like. Yeah. Look, I I won't be quick to criticize because sometimes their justification was there were the people who who get paid set rates, and then there are those who opt for a percentage of gate. And if you opt for a percentage of gate and your show doesn't do well, you know. Maybe yeah. So if you're if you're getting twenty percent of gate and twenty people come, then yeah. maybe twenty dollars is your take. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for us, even a theater in the park, we we have arrangements with with artists for percentage of gates. Sometimes shows do better than others, you know. So yeah. I won't be quick to I wouldn't criticize them for that if that was the arrangement and the show didn't do well. Uh, you know, it's 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 a high risk, high return situation. If the show does well and you're getting percentage of gate, then you do better than somebody getting a set fee. But if it doesn't do as well, then maybe you lose uh, out. So it's uh, you know it's part of the hearing industry. you talk. Uh, I think you're the PR guy Haifa needed. <laughs> so if there are any Haifa people listening, this is your guy. <laughs> Because I can't choke him after this. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fam. So um, we've come to the second segment and it's called Soundbite. Yeah. And I got a soundbite here that uh, I'm keen to hear what you think about. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting one. So I would like your two cents after this right here. Wayne has been around since before my first husband, right? Um, So he's always been part of my relationship. So when I get into a relationship, he's the only thing they ask about because they know. Well, what about Wayne? Will you stop seeing Wayne? I hear it. I've heard it. And the answer is always no. You either get over it or you leave. Those are your options. Because I'm not getting rid of him. 
initially people, and again, I've never hidden him. Like Wayne will call the house at three, four o'clock in the morning and I will answer. And if he says, I'm at the skate park or I'm here, I will get up and I will go. That's what's going to happen. And you've got to be okay with that. And it has happened. Um, you know, his so, so basically you'd be in bed with your husband. Mm -hmm. Wayne would call in the middle of the night mm -hmm. and you would go see Wayne. Yes, and I'd be gone for days. You'd be gone for days. Absolutely. Okay. Um, when, when, you, when you enter into a relationship with me, that comes with it. And you have the choice not enter into the relationship. You always have that choice. You can always say, this is too much for me. I can't, this is crazy. But that's not what people say. People say, that's not a big deal. I can deal with that. <laughs> All right, so, so this is Lil Wayne's, I, I don't know if I can call her right. an ex. Is that Superhead? Yeah. <laughs> that is her. Saka Tombo, she says it's not a surprise like yeah. it's not like you walk in and all of a sudden she's she's been pretending like you're the one and only then wayne calls and yeah it's like well who's that yeah, yeah like oh never mind that i need to go i'll explain in like a couple of days when i get back yeah. no nah, she's telling you from the jump that look i have a situation um with wayne uh, there's a soft spot for him or whatever it is mm. that's allowing him to be a, a constant factor in her life you were we could look she goes away for days how would you handle that but what she's saying i would have known about wayne oh so you'd be cool with that if i'm if i'm if i'm if i'm carrying on the relationship with her to the point where I'm in bed with her when Wayne calls, and obviously at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, then obviously I've signed <laughs> up for that. It's like I watch. I, I used to Sorry, watch the show on TV yeah. where people are swingers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they have. Uh, it's 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 something they people who are married. They have rules. Are they swinging, have, and they will say, "Look, it's Friday. Let's go to a swingers party." They'll go drop car keys in a in a bowl. Yeah. And somebody then, else picks the car keys. Off with your wife do what they do you pick some car keys or some lady off with her yeah do what you do afterwards you come back baby how was it great let's go get some pizza wow we good wow oh what i feel like with, is with adult relationships you yeah. know honesty up front that's that's the most important thing don't hide shit so yeah. if you're gonna if, if you're gonna have a situation like she says and you're upfront about it then that's my decision to make do i want to stick around for that look is wayne is in the picture am i comfortable with that I for one wouldn't be because I'm a, I'm a greedy guy. I want to be the only guy around. <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to share nothing with nobody. It's not that's, I'm, it's, it's not a party. Away, yeah. She's going away for days. Yeah, this ain't a buffet, bro. Take a get my things. Get my things. It's buffet, you know. You're free for all. My it's my meal. You know, this this is a private dinner, <laughs> and, and y'all ain't invited. <laughs> but if she's upfront with it. 
Yeah. And she tells you the situation from the get-go. Yeah. And you assess the situation and decide to partake. Then that's your thing. You I have w- to live with the consequences. Oh, like the first time I watched that video, I was just like, wow. Wow. And she's kind of hot, though. She is. Though. She is very hot. And so apparently I mean, she gives, you know. Oh, I mean, the name That's, says that's it why for she's called Superhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're there thinking, I want to get me some Superhead, <laughs> never mind Wayne. I'll deal with that later. Then, yeah, when Wayne pops up, yeah, it's the well, price you pay for some Superhead. <laughs> <laughs> that's your cover charge. Take it. <laughs> I don't know if that, that's just it's complicated. It's complicated. <laughs> nah, it's complicated, man. Yeah, it's, it's very complicated, really but is. I would never willingly sign up for it. Neither would I. It's like I wouldn't sign up to an open relationship or a swingers relationship for that matter, but people are doing it. And I, the way I feel about it is if you're honest with each other and that's functional for y'all, I'm not going to judge you. I think jealousy just kicks in, though. It's dysfunctional. I mean, it, it could work at first, but at some point. Yeah, like, like for me, I'm a... Like I said, I'm a greedy guy. I could never, I couldn't. If you look at another dude too long, we're going to have some words. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who that? <laughs> what you see? I mean, what's all this then? <laughs> but yeah, yeah man. Hey, yeah. It's crazy. It's I crazy. So fast forward. Now we've come to the third segment. Uh, and it's called uh, Celebrity Story. Yeah. So this is where you just... Share a memorable moment with either a local or international celebrity that you have met. Uh, It could be a funny story. It could be uh, complex, you know, tricky, embarrassing. Maybe you got tongue-tied or starstruck. Uh, well, I won't tell any stories about local celebrities because, hey, people will kill me out there. So I'm no, no. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> we don't want the gossip. <laughs> no, no, no. We are not age metro. <laughs> we are just looking for real stories. Now, I'm going to tell you a real story. The, the, I forget his name, man. He used to be on on the... Um, the what's, what's it called? The the Watch? No, wait. What's that drug that drug series called? I forget his name. Um, forgot the name of the series, too. But he's an American actor anyway. It was the this uh, this drug. It's about drugs. Yeah, the drug series. It was it was big in the mid two thousands. I keep thinking it's the watch. It's not the watch. It's not no, the it's thing. not the watch. Oh, what's it called? It's all right. Yeah, keep going. The name slipped my mind. Anyway, yeah. I think his name was. I even forgotten his name in the show. <laughs> Long time ago, man. Anyway, uh, I was in Cape Town, local bar. Uh, during my college days so the local bar we used to frequent uh, me and my friends jump in it's a typical Friday night yeah. uh, and we're by the pool tables and there's this dude in the corner you know wearing a hoodie just you know doing his thing not really talking to anybody so I don't really play pool I'm more of a watcher so I just go stand next to him and we start talking we're talking we're talking the more I look at this dude the more familiar he seems to me so I'm asking him like dude we've met like where have we where have we met before and it's like nah nah, nah it's my first time here whatever whatever but I'm hearing the American accent ah so I'm like but where's this American dude I don't really, but I know his face looks very dark in complexion with a scar yeah what's his, with the scar yeah what, what was the name of that show I can see I can actually see the scenes yeah <laughs> I can see the scenes in my head but the name is just. Yeah, and he's, he's, he's a big movie star because even in some movies he's been out. Anyway, yeah. so I'm talking to the guy and then eventually it hits me. Like, yo, this is the dude. He's that dude. So I even like, you're, 
the whatever the you're name the is. Dude. You're that dude from <laughs> the we'll show. The dude for yeah. now. You're that dude. And it's like, nah, man, it's not me. It ain't me, bro. It ain't me. And I'm like, so I call my homie up. I'm like, who this dude? My homie's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, give him a good look. My homie looks at him and he's like, wait, that's the dude. The dude. <laughs> he calls the next homie. Next thing, the club shut down. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> he, Get out of here. It was a mess. Everybody was on him. Oh! <laughs> I mean, he had been standing there for I don't know how long. And people hadn't recognized. Everyone hadn't noticed? At all. And then it went back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, autograph. Oh, picture. It went crazy, bruh. Was selfies a thing back then? Selfies <laughs> were a thing, bruh. People were taking pictures with without his consent. People were just oh, coming to stand snap. next to him like, Hey, shoot me, shoot me. Oh, snap. <laughs> so he was so pissed off of me yeah. because I'm the one. Because I'm the one who caused like... <laughs> you ruined his chilling time. <laughs> he was there to shoot a movie, it turned out, and he was just, you know, trying just to chilling. absorb the local environment, oh. you know, trying to see like what the kind of experiences his character would have. It's called The Wire. The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's the Go guy, the wire. the wire. So I ended up having to take him to town and, you know, buy him drinks and show him a good time. Just, you know, to oh, apologize. Really? Yeah, just to apologize for, for what yeah, had for happened. blowing his cover. For blowing his cover. So after the whole miss, you know, I, we, we, we took a cab with my homies and we, went, and we had a good time with him, actually. He's a, very, he's a very good dude. I don't talk to him anymore. We didn't exchange numbers or nothing. Yeah. I mean, after the night was done, I was just like, you know, enjoy your movie, shoot and enjoy your time in Cape Town. Peace. Because obviously we, we, we weren't going to be friends or nothing. He was, yeah, he I was, know, you know, I know, he was in the zone. I know, but, but it was a memorable moment. It was a memorable <laughs> moment, man. I'm like, yeah, I chilled with that dude from The Wire. <laughs> oh, that dude. <laughs> that dude. <laughs> Yo, that's so cool. That's so, so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Yo, yeah, that's that's a dope story. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to Google, dude. <laughs> and then when I'm going to write uh, the backstory for today's episode, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to have names there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like, I, even up to now, man, I can never figure out his name because we didn't even have that. Like, yo, what's your name? It was just like, but I know him. Dark in complexion with, with, with the, the scar. scar. Yeah. 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 I can see him right now. <laughs> yeah. The wire, dude. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fam. So thanks a lot for coming through. Uh, so if people want to follow you, what, what, what handles can they get you at? Yeah, man. Uh, so my Twitter handle is at when you Dutch. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly a Twimble nowadays. Uh, at when you Dutch. Yes. Uh, when at you. W-E-N-Y-U-D-U-T-C-H. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's me. Uh, also find me on Facebook. It's Kudzanai Gerald Tondlana. It's my government name. So right. you know, but do you ever use do you ever use your Facebook account? On and off, man. I mean, I'm hardly right. ever there, but I do drive by. So All if right. you inbox, I'll probably see it at some point. But Twitter's where I'm at mostly. Uh, Instagram, I use. Uh, I don't have a personal account. Uh, it's at Creative Natives Africa. So you can holler at me there as well. All right, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Hey, and be sure to follow us on our platform uh, at the Juice at T H E D J E U C E. Or you can holler at me on my personal account, Elliot Twist. Yeah. So thank y'all for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been good. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Peace. Peace out. And now. And now. Capital 263.